Hey, what's going on? Post-production Jeremy kicking things off this week before we get into the episode itself. The reason being is today on Thursday, we actually had a couple big pieces of local soccer news drop. And unfortunately, we recorded the podcast on Wednesday night. So I at least wanted to make sure these things get addressed. The biggest being, obviously, Minnesota women's soccer now has a head coach and two assistant coaches. They announced this on Thursday. Nicole Lukic is going to be the head coach. She was most recently the director of operations at Twin Cities Rush Soccer Club. Um, she has experience as a technical director, head coach, assistant coach, and obviously that's going to be super valuable heading into that role with Minnesota women's soccer. So uh, congratulations to her on getting that role. And the two assistants are Jenny Clark and Jen Larrick. Jenny actually most recently the assistant coach at Dixie State University in Utah, previously coached at Hamlin University and the U of M. Um, extensive playing career, including five seasons in the German Bundesliga. She also played for Sky Blue when they were back in the WPSL, the Women's Professional Soccer League, um, and of course an All-American player for the Gophers as well. So big local ties for Jenny, obviously a huge pedigree. And then Jen Larrick, most recently head coach at Hamlin University, um, director of coaching at BV United as well, assistant coach at Augsburg, played for the University of Florida and the U of M. So local ties with all of these hires, but obviously a lot of valuable experience, both as a player and on the other side as a coach slash technical director. On the surface, on paper, look like excellent hires. Uh, we will see the, if that comes to fruition in May when the team kicks off. Hopefully we can have uh, Nicole, we can have you know, Jenny, Jen, we on the podcast soon to talk about their experience and talk about them entering the role. I think that would be awesome. Um, another piece of news, Joy Athletic is actually adding a WPSL team to their roster. So um, they will be joining the likes of Mankato United, Salvo, uh, Maple Brook uh, in the WPSL in that Minnesota conference um, next summer. So very, very cool for Joy Athletic adding, again, another realm, another branch to their growing semi-professional soccer footprint here in the Twin Cities. Those are the big pieces of soccer news that broke after we recorded the pod. Now, let's get into the actual podcast. Hope you enjoy it. is a podcast devoted to everything Minnesota soccer and beyond. My name is Jeremy Rushing. Alongside me, as always, Dominic Jose Bazonio. Dom, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, I want to do a quick shout out to the like one person who's a crossover fan of this and uh, and Footvay English because the lead of Footvay final was this weekend and uh, Deportivo Tachira won uh, and on penalties against Caracas. So I want to do a quick shout out to them. It was very fun to watch. It was actually a very similar game to the MLS Cup final. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so I had fun watching that. I've had a, a overall pretty good week, and I'm excited to uh, record another episode. There's one thing we learned, Dom. It's not a cup final if it doesn't end on penalties. Basically. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't count. It doesn't exist if it doesn't end on penalties. Anyways, uh, thank you all so much for listening. We are presented by our friends over at Stimulus Athletic. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. You can also follow us on the socials that are managed by the one and only Ethan Brandt. 
uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at 10K Pitches. He does not take responsibility for the Facebook page, though. And the reason why I bring up Chief Good Vibes Officer Ethan Brand is he is here with us with a brand new chair. Ethan, how is the chair? Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, the chair is good. The chair is good. Yeah. I uh, yes, I went from had like pull- a like a like kind of a like a squishy almost couch like chair to a traditional office chair with like the, the, yeah the crank and stuff and yeah no i'm feeling a lot better my back's much more supported my lumbar is also much more supported so worried about the lumbar support of the chair you were using so um thank you so much great description of the chair we told you we wanted a description of the chair so uh you brought it we appreciate it um, if you haven't gone back and listened to last week's episode, please do a great interview with Brian Coleman of Joy of the People. They actually kick off their uh, futsal schedule uh, this Saturday. Uh, and you can actually watch futsal in Woodbury at their new Joy of the People facility. It's going to feel like you're in a skating rink uh, because it is an old skating rink that they have uh, kind of turned into an indoor soccer space, uh, soccer space slash uh, futsal arena, basically. Um, and their opener is on Saturday. Uh, you can check them out, joyofthepeople.org, or follow them at joyofthepeople or at joyathletic on Twitter for more information on that. But great conversation with Brian last week. Uh, Dom and I caught up on some Minnesota soccer headlines as well. So if you haven't gone back and listened to that, definitely do so. Um, but this week, uh, you know, we're keeping it holiday related. I don't want to say this is going to be our last episode before the holidays, uh, but if we don't get an interview in the can before next Friday, um, I don't want us to have to record a day or two before Christmas. So I feel like we just got to commit. I feel like we got to commit one way or the other. You think so? You think so? We got to commit. All right. Well, how about this? How about we, how about we save our energy? We get a good rest the Christmas week and we come back the following week with a quality, with some quality content. How about that? That that's what I was saying. I was yeah. gonna say any minimal authority I have around here, <laughs> I was gonna say this is it for for 10k pre-Christmas. Okay, sounds good. Executive decisions made live yep. on well, not live because the podcast is recorded, but as we're recording, making those executive decisions. Little peek behind the 10k curtain. That's how honestly how a lot of decisions are made. It's, hey, what do we want to do? Okay, yeah, and let's then, do that. And then me calling the shots. exactly exactly i mean (laughs) you you do manage the vibes so we rely on you to make sure that the decisions we make are in line with the vibes so couldn't have said it better myself boom love it i just came up with that off the top of my head uh (laughs) anyways uh let's get into this though guys a lot to get to we have our top four worst things about the holidays we're kind of going grinchy this week but that's okay um personally i love almost everything about the holidays but there are some inconveniences that come with the holiday season so we're going to dive into those in just a little bit but first let's get in to some headlines there are a few talking points starting off with minnesota united we got a schedule uh but before we dive into that uh thank goodness well i I don't know thank goodness but um no loons were taken in the charlotte fc expansion draft uh, the most notable unprotected player from Minnesota United was defender Roman Metinair. Um And I thought that Charlotte might actually, uh, you know, there was a shot that they would take him because if we look at kind of the blueprint that I think these teams want to follow, it's the Nashville footprint 
where you sort of build from the back, you develop a really, really strong back line with MLS veteran experience, um, quality defenders, obviously. Roman Metnair checks both of those boxes. Um, so I thought he would kind of be a, be a, a top potential choice, but they did not go with Roman Metnair. He will be back with Minnesota United next season. A lot of Loons fans are uh, taking a uh, taking a breath on that one. Yeah, uh, and to a degree, like the 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 reasoning behind your your worry was true in the sense that they picked up a, a different sought after defender uh, with Anton Walks from uh, Atlanta United. It's a little younger. Uh, which probably also was was more attractive for them than than Metanera. but but yeah, I think I think uh, all of Minnesota United Twitter was a little worried that uh, that he might go. You know, a lot of expansion teams like to to grab someone with league experience and just a lot of general talent, so you can kind of build a, a decent back line around. And I think he's that kind of player. But uh, yeah, thankful that he's going to stick around. Um, and you know the expansion drafts are are, are always a, a weird part of the year. Uh, Charlotte definitely went more of like a, a monetary route with theirs, anyways. Two of their picks were like immediately traded uh, for allocation, general allocation money. Um, just, I I can yeah. I'm picturing like a like a lead supporter, just kind of you know it's like you know in the morning there he's kind of scrolling his twitter feed he comes across like a live stream of this charlotte fc expansion draft and he watches this team make five picks from other clubs and then trade three of them it's got to be like what the heck is going what is this what is going we're yeah. used to it because this happens every year in mls there have been a couple uh nhl expansion drafts over the last couple of years too so as american sports fans we're sort of used to it but in a vacuum, it's just a very weird concept to have yeah. sort of just the ability to pick whoever you want from other teams. Well, an example not, not that whoever was, you want, but you know, of the yeah. players who are available, obviously. A wide selection for sure. An example that was kind of hard to explain to someone was there was a Atlanta United player who was open for selection, Ronald Hernandez, so a Venezuelan international, which is part of why I was involved in these conversations. But he was actually on loan to Atlanta this year. He's owned by Aberdeen, uh, Christian Ramirez's current club in Scotland. So he was open for selection, but it wasn't really him. It was just like his MLS rights that were open to selection in the expansion draft. But it was still like a genuine option. This is the dumbest league in the world, and I love it. Like, yeah, it was really like you just have to embrace how weird MLS is in the grand scheme of global soccer. It's fantastic. I can't honestly can't get enough of it. Like, this is the stuff that like like inject this into my veins every single year. Just (laughs) the the awkward bizarreness that are some of these like rules and like intricacies of major league soccer. It's awesome. Can't get enough. Wild vibes. What Ethan, um, your thoughts on uh, expansion drafts, allocation money, uh, MLS rights, all of that. Damn and Tam. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I have no thoughts, but what I do, what I can contribute, <laughs> is the the fourteen and fifteen Charlotte Hornets currently lead the Spurs fifty two to forty two, and they dropped forty six points in the first quarter. That's what I got. Well, there you're listening to this on Friday morning, thinking you're, you're Googling it like, oh, this game has been final for 36 hours. But we're going to oh. think we got a score update from Ethan Brand. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I should have thought about that. I think I think what's notable 
<laughs> is they scored 46 points in the first quarter. Yeah. That's right. the notable part. Maybe that's how many yeah, points Charlotte will get their first season. 46. There you go. Maybe. That Maybe. feels like a stretch, but could happen. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, stranger things have happened, I guess. Anyway. It's MLS. So, uh, but um, speaking of what will happen next year in MLS, we finally have a schedule. Um, and the season kicks off in two months and 11 days. So strap in uh, where the uh, the craziness is about to uh, kick back off. And 2022 is going to be a little extra crazy because it's compact, too. You start in late November. Decision day is October 9th. MLS Cup is, I believe, November 6th, if I'm not mistaken. I may not have that date exactly right. But, you know, they need to get this season in and get it done before the World Cup in Qatar next November. So it's uh, it's a lot of games in a less amount of time than you already – than a, a general MLS season. And you're kicking it off February 26th um, in Philly. We already knew that. We also knew the home opener uh, would be against Nashville March 5th at Allianz. Um, nine nationally televised games on the docket this season for Minnesota. Um, and I have to give a shout out to their social media team. I don't know if you guys have seen the video of like the schedule announcement, but it was like a, it was like a high school yearbook vibe. Like they had like the superlatives, uh, on the page too. Uh, it was very, very well done. Um, a lot, a lot of these teams do really cool, uh, announcement videos. So it's nice to see that, uh, Minnesota United's social team sort of kept pace, um, as you expect them to very, very good social and digital team over at the Loons. Yeah, for sure. And then they definitely had some, some big news to, uh, to share with us. Like you said, we knew about the, the, uh, road opener, so to say in the home opener, but, uh, these first couple of games are a rough, a rough batch. In my opinion, those both the Philadelphia away and the Nashville at home matches are, uh, big challenges from what mm-hmm. we know. Obviously there's a whole off season to go through. But uh, third game on the road against Red Bulls, fifth game home Seattle. That's a rough first five games. Uh, I think we're going to learn a lot about the team really quickly uh, this next year. So it's, uh, it's a lot to look forward to, but also a lot to worry about. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, Red Bulls, do you guys like the drink Red Bull? I've never drank it. You've never had Red Bull? No. I don't like it by itself. If I'm in my younger years, now this this may still happen occasionally. I'm only 30, guys. Um, okay. You know, if you're at the bar and you're sort of kind of feeling yourself, getting a little tired, vodka Red Bull is always a great kind of pick me up oh, type option. I um, I love those, yeah. But no, I've never actually drink drinking drinking drank drank a Red Bull uh, just by itself. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I've I've become a big Red Bull guy recently. And there's like a lot of different Red Bulls now. Like, the actually, I've had the low cal Red Bull. That they're, I think, sugar free, but it's also low cal compared to normal Red Bull. It's good. It's all right. I then there's a lot of other flavors, and so yeah, Red Bull. Anyways, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Minnesota Caden Clark plays for. Uh, well, there I is. guess he's still is he still technically New York Red Bulls? Is he, is he officially made uh... the switch? I think technically he's still a New York Red Bull, but I, the lines on all the Red Bull teams are very blurry, to be perfectly That's honest. So. Interesting, interesting developments over there too, because uh, Jesse Marsh just got uh, just got let go from Leipzig. Yeah. As well, so he's not going to be playing for well, presumably 
not going to be playing for uh, an American head coach. And who knows what will happen with Tyler Adams, what Salzburg's going to do with Brendan Aronson. Um, so uh, a lot of developments to come there on that front. So we'll see how this offseason progresses for Caden um, and his uh, presumed move over to Germany. Uh, but yeah, like, like you mentioned, Dom, uh, it's like uh, kind of a, a murderer's row here in the early going for Minnesota United. And you're coming off a season where they started 0-4 and that probably cost them a home playoff spot. So it's uh, it's definitely something that you you got to – I think you have to start well for Minnesota. Coming off of last year, like you have to find a way to get a good number of results in these opening matches, and that's not going to be easy considering the matchups that you have. But again, a lot of that will depend how this offseason goes. Not not you know not only Minnesota's roster, but rosters of a lot of these other teams aren't going to look the same February 26th as they do now. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it's interesting to look at those matchups early on and say, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of marquee teams, teams that are probably going to be good. Can Minnesota United make the proper decisions this offseason to, to match up? And we'll see. Is Red Red Bull's got to be the most op? Like, let's circle back to Red Bull. Obviously, um, Red <laughs> yeah, Bull's sure. like the most optimal like brand to name a team after, right? It's yeah, it's but, got the name right there. Red there. Imagine imagine if they were like the New York Geico's, like and oh, like sure. the New York Aflacs. Like that doesn't quite play as well as the New York Red Bulls, you know? Yeah, so no, I, you could go monsters. They could go competing yeah. energy drink company and go with the monsters. Okay, that that would actually be sick. Like the Cincinnati Monsters. That would. How long the Mi- until that? The Minnesota how, Monsters. Ooh. How long until the Minnesota until the MLS is just energy drinks like named soccer teams? They just sell the names of all their teams to brands to That'll various energy drinks. It may the not be MLS. Actually, knowing MLS, they probably will be the first to do it. But I like, think there's some American sport that's going to do that at some point. Like so. the Cleveland Mountain Dew rises, <laughs> and the and or like, and like the, the, the Houston Rocket mortgages. Uh, yeah, we're on to something there. See, I think yeah, I think that's what it would be though: insurance companies and energy drinks. And oh, crypto, you got you can't you got. Oh, you can't, there would definitely crypto. be a crypto team or two in there, yeah. Yeah, I Or what about like what about like the the Florida HBO Maxes? <laughs> I I could get behind. Well, that. I think it'd have to be a streaming platform that's um with the league though. Oh, so the Bally, the Houston Bally, <laughs> the Bally Sports, the Pittsburgh Paramount Pluses. How about that? Oh, yeah. It almost works, Jeremy. It almost works. I, so the key is alliteration. As long as you have oh, some yeah. form yeah, of alliteration, that will play every Definitely. day of the week. That's got to happen. All right. Uh, let's try to circle this back in here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we will try. Uh, we're actually going to switch over to Minnesota women's soccer. So uh, they just wrapped up their community ownership campaign. Uh, they raised a million bucks in this community ownership campaign. Pretty cool. Um, more than 3,000 total community owners. Um, and there's actually a rather large waiting list for people who weren't able to uh, to buy ownership stake. Um, and I, I don't know if it's because they only had a certain amount of stake available or if the platform they were using only allowed for a certain a number of uh, shares, quote unquote shares, um, to be purchased. 
Um, but the interest has been there the entire time. I think we've kind of known that Minnesota would sort of embrace women's soccer and would be a great market for it. Um, and so far, even though they haven't taken the field, we don't know a roster. We don't know where they're playing yet. Um, the interest and the buy-in, the literal buy-in is there from the community, which is really cool. Yeah, for sure. And, and the other, the other side of that, that was impressive was, um, and gosh, I'm going off memory here. So apologies if I get some uh, detail too wrong, but they had published uh, a map that showed all the States where, um, community owners, lived in and I, and I believe it was almost all the 50 states and maybe like 48 two, of the 50 48 uh that's really impressive from sort of a, a, a different angle from the point you were making but uh, uh you know obviously great to see that that there's support in the state and outside the state obviously if you want to grow beyond a certain size as a brand you, you do need to have more than just local attention uh in in sports at least uh so yeah really exciting and uh, hopefully this all adds up to a, a really well-run, well-made product uh, on and off the field. Can you I guys feel like name? this is almost like, oh, but what really matters is this type segment because you and I are talking about the soccer stuff, and then I, I have to imagine Ethan's drop in is just going to be completely out of the oh, field. I, so I, was, I, I was just going to ask uh, if you guys could name the two states that uh, <laughs> didn't purchase ownership shares. I think I, Delaware was one. That's correct. That's right. Uh, there was one that was in like the upper south, the upper southeast. Uh, there's country roads will take you here. Yeah, I was, I was, about, to, I was about to ask if it was West, West Virginia. Virginia. West okay. Virginia, that's right, where the country roads lead. Damn um, you, West Virginia and Delaware. What are you doing? <laughs> Figure right. it out. To be fair, they don't have their own soccer teams. So, like, they got to, you know. Well, that's Here, more here's some reason to jump on the Minnesota Woso train. Well, they got to put their money on their own, <laughs> on their own state first. I, think. <laughs> I don't think I can name a single human being from the state of Delaware. Uh, hmm. I think several of the founding fathers were from Delaware. <laughs> no, they were from over. They were from like Britain or wherever no. they came from. No, they were oh, actually, wait, wait, wait. Okay, cut that. Cut what I just said. Wow. <laughs> No, we're not cutting that. That's staying in. No, but like, I've never met met a human being from Delaware. No, that's probably the same for me. Yeah. Also, here's something wild. I bet. um, I don't know if this was on Twitter or what, but I I definitely saw it somewhere and I've like talked about it. Um, I can't name. I've never met someone who is either A, a blimp driver or B, a train driver. My whole life, never met anyone who does either of those two things. And I don't think anyone ever has. Like, who are those people? <laughs> you you think that no one actually does it? Like, it's made up? Well, someone has to do it, but, like, where are they? Also, how do you, you become how do you become a blimp driver? Like, like what Gosh. school, what, what do you go to? Like, do they just ask you one day? But they're just like, hey, we need some overhead yeah. B-roll of my they're at a, They're at a, like, a recruiting, like, you know, those, like, college, like, business recruiting <laughs> yeah. things. With, like, a booth for, like, blimp drivers. <laughs> yeah. you met, Like, the Goodyear blimp is like, do you want to get B-roll for NBA TNT? Like, here's your chance. That would honestly be a sweet job. It's a good lie. question, though. Just to fly anything else, you need, like, years of training. Right. 
So like, is there an academy some, or are they like people that tried to become helicopter pilots and it didn't work out? Well, I have to imagine, now I might be wrong on this, so we may have to look this up. In 2021, there's actually not somebody up there in the blimp driving it in the air, right? It's got to be like well, remote controlled at this point. Well, but at some point, but you have to have someone were there, driving right? blimps. At some points, yes. At some point, someone was in that basket under the yes, balloon correct. driving that sucker. <laughs> Who was it? And like, how'd they get there? Yeah. But, then my other question is, because this one's real too, this might be stupid, but how fast do blimps go? Like, what's the max speed of a blimp? Does anyone know? Oh, gosh. Does anyone know? Can anyone even make a guess? I'm going to look this up. I can't even hazard a guess. My I my my first thought would be that they're slow, but when you think about it, like everything in the air tends to look slower than it is. Right, and I've never seen a blimp up close. I don't even know if I've ever seen a blimp in real life, to be honest. What if blimps are like really fast? Right, what if blimps <laughs> are cruising at like 120 or like 300? They might, maybe they are. I don't know. So are really like um 71.46 miles per hour is the highest speed actually ever recorded. But okay. Like an average? That's still not even fast. That's like a car, basically. That's a slow car. Yeah. My, uh, my so according to Google Answers, which may not be accurate, um, the it. top speed of the Goodyear blimp specifically is 50 miles an hour. Okay. Yeah, that's not fast. Pretty mild. Think about how long it would take you to get anywhere. Yeah. So well, they so, don't really have to go in like a certain radius, though. It's not like they're traveling from place to place on the blimp. Well, how do you like? Okay, here we go. Here's my question for you. So the only time I've ever <laughs> seen a blimp used in real life is the Goodyear blimp for NBA TNT when they need the B-roll of the cities. And it's like aerial yeah. coverage brought to you by Goodyear, right. and then they show the camera shot of the blimp. Yeah. So how do they get the blimp from like Miami to like Houston? Do they not fly the blimp there? Uh, maybe they deflate it, put it in a semi or something. What? That's my. That was my thought. Do, doesn't it seem like the point of the blimp though would be like why? But it's not like a. Exist? It's not a good. But it only goes fifty miles an hour. E. But, but why do blimps <laughs> exist? Like what, you think like, air traffic control is well, trying to worry about a blimp up in the air with planes I, I, and other stuff? I don't get what blimps exist for. Like they don't take passengers places. They don't like like what do they? I do? think they were supposed. Well, I think blimps are like it's like what happened with zeppelins. They thought there was a point in time where the technology for planes and zeppelins all that existed, but they weren't sure which one was going to be like the right one. So they made all of them, and then zeppelins didn't work out, and a bunch of them, you know, Hindenburg and all that happened. And then they went with planes, but blimps were just left over as this, like, you know, low-tech way of getting around. But now they're just there for show. Yeah, I mean, in the age of drones, blimps are, like, so unnecessary. So blimps are only for show now? I think. Wow. That's I mean, the dirtier ones are commercial, basically, right? Yeah, I mean, it is an advertisement, for sure. I guess. Um, yeah, the good blimps are alive, so I grew up like five minutes away from a golf course where there's like a PGA tour tournament every year. Yeah. The John Deere classic. You guys have mm. ever heard of it. Uh, but the Goodyear blimp would actually like fly like over like kind of my house. Wow. Oh, wow. The, Did you ever want to shoot like a BB gun at it and see if you could pop it? <laughs> no, like, I never had the urge. I don't think oh, okay. it would reach that. It probably wouldn't. 
Um, High-powered BB gun. Also, so, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if this is, like, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if this is offensive to say, because I don't mean it to be, but, like, something about, like, vehicles having really cool names and then, like, ending tragically, that seems to be a trend. Like, the Hindenburg and the Titanic, objectively speaking, are cool names, and they both ended pretty poorly. That's, yeah. So, I think if I'm ever going to get on a large vehicle, if it has a cool name, Don't I'm getting it. off the vehicle. But yeah. if it has, like, a lame name, like, the Johnson, then I'm staying on there. And I'm, like, <laughs> like if I get on a cruise and they tell me, it's, like, oh, yeah, the name of this is, you know, like, I don't know, like, uh, like Steve, I'm staying on it for sure. For sure. <laughs> but if they're, like, so, I don't but know. It's, like, like gal- galactic, like, yeah, 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 yeah like, whatever. It's the Galactic like a, Cruiser, it's like, the hell, no, cruiser. hell no, have fun. I'm like, I'm not getting on there. I don't oh, know. Man. That's great. Anyways, that is great. I don't know how we got on the topic of blimps. But... Speaking of air travel, the U.S. Yeah, yeah go. <laughs> so winter means. Yeah, there's a lot of air travel from Minnesota. I think, believe it's Florida. I think it's Florida. I didn't actually check. Yes, it was in Tampa, I want to say. Tampa. Uh, USL winter meetings actually taking place this week. Um, a lot of Minnesota representation there. Uh, the aforementioned Minnesota women's soccer, Minneapolis city who will be in USL league two next year and Ford Madison, of course, of USL league one, um, all involved. The big thing that if you're a Ford Madison supporter, you may get out of this is some clarity on the future of the competition schedule for both USL championship and USL league one. Cause if you've been kind of following along, there's this push to sort of switch their schedule to align with the European schedule. So it'd be more of like a August to May type schedule. Um, obviously in a place like Madison, Wisconsin, that is problematic to be trying to play there in uh, January and February, but um, they, that's, that's on the table at the winter meetings. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But also another uh, thing, which I think is actually really cool that they should move forward with, pretty quickly is this uh, USL exclusive cup tournament. Um, that's going to be for USL championship and USL league one uh, clubs to sort of compete on the, on the same playing field in a cup tournament style format. Um, and there's a, a few other things on the docket as well, but those are the two big ones. Um, obviously teams like Minnesota Woso and Minneapolis city sort of getting a lay of the land, getting integrated with USL um, where, you know, forward Madison, there's actually gonna be some decisions made that, that, that impact their their future um so a lot to look out for there specifically yeah um a lot of a lot of things going on a lot of excitement i I will say um this is an opinion i've had for many years i've i've written for uh, protagonist soccer about this i've tweeted about it numerous times i'm not a a fan of the idea that uh, american soccer needs to follow what many falsely refer to as the global soccer calendar or global football calendar it's not global. Only about 10, 15 countries actually use it. It's just they just happen to be the countries we pay the most attention to, the mostly Western European countries. Uh, the vast majority of the world doesn't use the the classic quote unquote fall to spring uh, schedule. But uh, I, I agree that obviously it's a popular format. I don't think it makes sense for the United States uh, for obvious re- weather purposes if we want to have the sport mm-hmm. alive and well in the northern third of the country uh, and certainly Canada as well. Uh, so I, would be a little nervous about that direction the USL is going in. They've mentioned many times 
that they potentially are going in that direction. Uh, I'm not sure how that could benefit a team like Madison, uh, a team like Minnesota Woso, or any other team in, in the northern third of, of the country. Uh, so I personally would actually hope that that does not happen. Uh, but uh, the cup tournament is exciting. As an idea, you know, we've gone to a stage where we basically have several domestic cups that are sort of specific to different portions of the pyramid. There's the, the NISA Independent Cup. Of course, there's the U.S. Open Cup and, uh, and now this USL tournament. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like in its first iteration and, uh, and how competitive that ends up being in terms of, you know, how often are we going to see like a League One team upsetting a championship side. Yeah, because we've never uh, really seen that too much. Not in terms really. Of USL League One teams matching up with USL Championship. Now, obviously, the championship is is the next kind of rung on mm-hmm. the ladder. Um, it's a tier above, but we've never actually had the opportunity on a on a on a mass scale to sort of see League One teams and Championship teams sort of go at it on the same pitch right. and and see it where that where that difference lies. So right. that's what I'm most intrigued by by this tournament is see those matchups and see what comes of them. Yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, gosh, I, I think the Open Cup only happened maybe once since the form of League One. Uh, it's yeah. been canceled so many times. So, yeah, we, we maybe saw a couple matches, but of course, those are brand new teams that you can't really expect to be perfectly ready for that kind of level of competition. So, um, would be great to see, you know, especially when you see like the high level that Omaha's played recently or Greenville, you know, those kinds of teams. It'd be really interesting to see what that looks like against like a medium tier. Uh, usl championship side so yeah looking forward to that if if for no other reason than just simply again to sort of see what the competitive level of these two leagues is a chance for ford madison to get some silverware too what if they make a run and win that type there of tournament? that would be really cool um but yeah so more to come there I mean, we'll get some clarity on this as we move uh we, we move forward and and sort of out of these winter meetings which i think are wrapping up this weekend down in tampa uh, final headline. It's something we actually broke on the 10K Pitches Twitter account. Uh, watch out, guys. We're breaking more than just your eardrums now. We're actually getting sourced news out into the world. Uh, former Duluth FC striker and 2021 NPSL Golden Boot winner Sydney Warden set to trial with Icelandic club Grota in January. Um, there is a sort of first name for this club, but I can't. I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. So, uh, but we're just going to go with Grota FC um, in Iceland, trialing for them in January. Obviously, a huge opportunity for Sydney. We know that the caliber of play he has. He's talked to us about his you know, desire to play pro soccer. That's always been his dream. And he's kind of still pursuing that, you know, s- still kind of keeping his career going with that, with that end goal in mind of, of playing professional and being a pro. So, um, obviously, his first real crack at it. Uh, coming up with this trial in January and, and you know, we're excited for him and excited to see how it goes. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of exciting stuff coming out of this, uh, this story and, and Sydney's journey to potentially becoming a, a professional footballer. Um, uh, I'll, I'll add that this news that, that we've put out is uh, pun intended, the tip of the iceberg. There is a, a lot <laughs> of stuff that um is in development and uh, i i would uh for anyone that has any interest i would make sure you continue to pay attention to what sydney warden is up to because um, there's there's some big stuff coming 
Absolutely. Um, you know, I have to imagine more opportunities are going to come that kid's way just as time goes on. I mean, he was obviously 2021 golden boot winner in the MPSL, but then he follows that up with a really great fall at Mercyhurst. So um, teams are taking notice. That is for sure. All right. We're going to get to our top four in just a minute. But of course, we can't do that without first shouting out our friends over at Stimulus Athletic. Um, so last night I was uh, getting ready to go to bed. And I actually, I threw on uh, Stimulus Athletic Athleisure shirt. And my fiance is like, what, why are you wearing that for? It's like a workout shirt. I was like, oh, no, 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 babe. This is, this is not just a workout shirt. This is comfort. This is something you can wear no matter where you are. And I slept like a baby last night. And so if you want that sort of flexibility, something you can wear to the gym, to the bar, to your bed, uh, go to uh, stimulusathletic.com or keep an eye on Stimulus Athletic because that athleisure apparel is going to be dropping really soon, as is the opening of their merch store, which is going to be in Northeast Minneapolis right by our friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. Ethan, we haven't had a chance to talk to you, you, you yet about the uh, potential 2022 kits for Minneapolis City. Uh, we put those out on our socials. I don't know if you got a chance to check those out. What do you think? about the uh, potential look for the Crows in 2022. Just, just to, oh, if, Yeah, wait, I'll, no, go ahead, Dominic. I was, I was just going to add that just for viewers that uh, maybe didn't check the last episode, uh, Jeremy and I pretty much both agreed on, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting what the names of them now are, but there was the home kit that basically had a large crow across it. And that's Magnificent, magnificent, magnificent Beast? Yep, that sounds right. And then the... Hey, on the away, we were split. You liked the posterized one, and I liked the uh, drip. Was it drippity drop? droppity? The yeah. drippity droppity? Great names. Had kind of like like black liquid kind of dripping down on a sort of purple pink. Yeah. Pink now we case. did a poll, uh, and the uh, leaders in the clubhouse via our very official polling system that we had going. Uh, were the drippity droppity for the away kit and the magnificent beast for the home kit. So those are the two that people seem to be liking. Personal preference for me, the posterized kit I think is awesome. I would love to see them wear it, but um, I'd be okay with honestly uh, the away kits. I love all three of them, to be honest. I would be okay with either one. Um, the cats and crows one on the home side, I think we established is definitely more of a uh, an acquired taste. I would yeah. say. Um, I could, I definitely see the the uh, the appeal of it from a you know Minneapolis City supporter standpoint. This very much fits the aesthetic, but uh, from my personal taste, um, no, I'm not a huge fan personally. But I do honestly, respect what they, the what they should value. do with that one, what they should do with that one is just change the color to something else, so it, and then make it a third kit. Because, like, it would definitely sell. I just don't think it's the right thing to do, right choice for, like, an actual home kit you're playing, you're wearing, like, most of the season. But if you, like, change it to a color so it, you know, gives you that variety and just sell it as a third kit, I think I think it would sell really well. I mean, we should be marketing consultants from Minneapolis City. That's what Essentially. we should do. That's what should do on the side here. Ethan, I see you got the mobile device out. You're probably checking those out right now. What do you think? Yeah, no, no, they're they're all pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like as far as like the, the away ones. I like the static one. I think it's cool. Um, I feel like that's the safest bet though. Like, I don't think you'd be hard pressed to see like an MLS team wear that. 
Um, the other ones are a little more out there, which obviously I think is the big part of their brand. Um, but no, I actually like the, the Cats and Crows ones for the home one. Um, I think that's cool. I think that'll play better in person too, because like, it'll be more like those images of like, they're pretty small. So I think when you're far away, you won't necessarily be able to tell exactly what they are. And I just think in general, it'll be more faded. So I think in person that'll actually play pretty well. But, um, but no, the one with the large crow is pretty cool as well. So, but I don't know if it's a bad option. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with any of them, to be honest. Uh, they're all Matthew Wolf designs, so they're all very, very good. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you've been under a rock, uh, check us out on Twitter at 10K Pitches. You can also follow Minneapolis City at MPLS City SC. If you are a uh, you know a, a coach or an owner of a club and you're looking to outfit your club next season, um, please check out stimulus athletic they do quality game gear and apparel at very affordable prices for clubs all across the country and all across the world to be honest so um check them out stimulusathletic.com click that get started button make sure you let them know that the 10k crew sent you over there all right fellas it is time we have talked soccer we have talked about our friends at stimulus athletic we've talked about energy drinks We've even gotten a score update from an NBA game that is going to go final well before this podcast even airs. And it's the the, the Hornets and the Spurs. So who we even asked for it? We don't know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but now it is time to complain about the holidays. This is the whole reason I'm here this week. I love the holidays. From a personal standpoint, I am that guy who annoys everybody because on november 1st i start playing christmas music in the house i'm that guy i love the holidays um but even i have to admit there are inconveniences that come with the holiday season oh we got a we got a guest member of 10k oh yeah the five-year-old jenny i gotta go tuck her in when we're done here so uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and dive right in. Top four worst things about the holidays. By the way, I got a list. I got like, I'm like 19 deep in things. I have four. So <laughs> oh, y'all better I, not take mine. <laughs> I'm, I, I have a lot of complaints. I wrote them down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh, that is a notes app worth of complaints. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. Oh, the honorable mention list is going to be long. I hope we're ready for that. It's going to get <laughs> wild. Okay. Um, we flipped a three-sided coin before we started here, and Dominic won the toss, so he gets oh. to go first. Okay. All right. Am I doing all four? No, we're doing one. Oh, one, one. All, right. all of our okay. ones, all of our twos, gotcha. all of our threes, gotcha. all of our fours. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, my first is it's it's snow driving, but it's other people's snow driving. I feel pretty competent in my ability to drive in the snow. I grew up in rural Wisconsin. I live in Duluth now, last couple of years. I'm pretty decent at it. But gosh, is everyone else really bad at it? And uh, it's, it's, it's really annoying. And of course, around the holidays, you got a lot of people on the roads. Some of them may have had a little something to drink or, or they're going somewhere in a hurry or whatever it is. Things they probably shouldn't be doing. And uh, it just results in just a complete mess. So particularly around the holidays, but kind of all over winter as a whole. Uh, other people's snow driving is, is my first worst thing. 
it's That's a great particularly pick. annoying because it's all across the map. You have the people in the right lane in their like 2002 Toyota Camry, and they have yeah. their flashers on when there's a half inch of snow and they're going 40 miles an hour on the interstate. Where then you have the guys in the freaking Ford F-150s who are going like 85 when there's like two inches of ice. Yeah. It's it's all across the map. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit terrifying, to be honest. But yeah, uh, I totally agree. Yeah, driving in Duluth during the winter is might be a top five hardest thing on earth. <laughs> it's a real challenge. It's a real challenge. I've been pushed to the limits by it. I it's it's ridiculous. I never really had to do it. I do remember the day I moved out my freshman year, like going home for the summer. There was a blizzard on the day I moved out. It was it was nuts. But uh, yeah, you got to be in. You got to be a different. You got to be different to be able to drive. <laughs> um on those roads what a terribly laid out town for how bad it yeah. gets done. like it is so hilly in duluth i don't know how people make it home i got even leave their house i was going up like a main road like this was a plowed road it was actually a day that there was basically a minor blizzard and uh i was going uphill and it got to that point where I was physically moving my body back and forth to like give my car 0.1 percent <laughs> more momentum up the road, like, and 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 the bizarre thing is it actually helps for some reason, uh, like you you make your way up the hill better. I don't I don't know how to explain that, but like it, it is horrible. It's not horrible every day, but it'll go like a week of okay, and then it'll just be one day where it just ruins 24 hours of your life. So. Dom, yeah, have you made it? Have you made it to Bentleyville yet? Have you made it there? Not, uh, not this winter. I was waiting for it to be a little snowy, and yeah. it just, oh, it's yeah. been kind of dry up until yeah. recently. So yeah, yeah. I'll I'll be doing this weekend actually. I think. Nice. I never made it in all my in my year at Duluth. I didn't make it. I was bummed. Oh, uh, it's a fun time. Shout yeah, out I, to I, I I like lights. They're fun. They're cool. There you go. Christmas lights are cool. But let's keep talking about the stuff that we hate about the holidays. Ethan, you're yeah. next. All right. So my number one pick, it's pretty basic, but we've all been there. And, and, and I'll, it's kind of two things, but um, the overarching one is not getting what you want on Christmas. Like, especially when, like, you're a kid. And, like, even now, right? Like, you probably have one thing on your mind that, like, you would really make it for you. And then you have some tertiary stuff, but you got one thing, and then you don't get that, especially as a kid. Worst thing on earth. Um, and then, like, kind of coupled with that, the old, like, you and your family are opening presents, and you rip into that thing that you think is going to be the thing, and then it's like a pair of khakis, and you have to somehow muster up a smile so your grandma feels good about the khakis she bought you. And I hate that. To this I day, have an honorable mention that I actually yeah. was that applies to this. So I was going to wait till after, but I'm going to. How did you guys open presents with your family growing up? Did you guys go like one at a time, or did everybody just sort of rip in at once? One at a time. The one at a time is terrible. The worst. The you worst. Mean oh, one gift at a time. Yeah, like so everybody opens like okay, Jeremy's turn to open his gift, oh, and then it's like, but then the of, kid always that, yeah. has like like eight more gifts than the parents so it's like yeah we're going around the circle like four times and then oh it's just me it's just the kid for eight more gifts and but it's like 
how about when like you have two kids like around the same age and one of them gets way more gifts than the other one that's a terrible feeling and, and the I've parents are looking at each other like wait how did this happen <laughs> yeah, I, my, my cousins have got on multiple occasions have gotten more gifts than me so i'm just sitting there and i'm just like i am i'm about to freak out like i am yeah. i am so close if i have to watch them open one more thing but you oh, just can't say anything you just got to keep a smile on your face that's true all right anyways so yeah time for me for my number one um it's pretty simple um, if you've ever, I, I've rarely traveled like by plane during the holidays, but I've done it like twice and it sucks. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Luckily, MSP airport is pretty decent when it comes to getting people through security, even like the Friday before Christmas, but still like the Uber ride to the airport is terrible because everybody's going. So it takes you like an hour longer to even get to the airport. And then you're waiting in the longest security line known to man. Even if it does go fast, you're still waiting in just like the worst line ever. And then once you get through, the airport is just packed with people. You're and not getting so, an outlet. You're, you're not getting an outlet. If you want to if you want to get like a coffee or want to stand in line for food, that's like, like half an hour. If you want to go to one of the bars and sit down and have a drink, not nah, sorry. You're not going to be able to do that either. I yeah. Not an no, that's that's yeah, that's true. Airports at Christmas are the worst. I've recently discovered the joys of airport drinking, though. And man, fantastic! that's a good time. And because like because like all all we like everything's off limit or on limits at the airport. Like it can be 9 a.m. It can be 9 p.m. You can drink. You can like if it's 9 a.m., you can at an airport. You can eat Panda Express and drink a beer, and no one will judge you because, like, you can get like twenty four wings from Chili's and yeah. have like two beers to wash them down. It's fantastic. Time doesn't exist at the airport, and that's awesome, especially mm. when it comes to drinking. Like, uh, yeah. So, but but no, you're right. Airport travel during Christmas is not good. Okay, good we're gonna go. We're gonna go snake style here. We didn't discuss this prior, but I'm gonna make an executive decision that we're gonna go snake style. So I'm gonna go ahead and get my number two. Um, decorative maintenance slash unnecessary competition with your neighbors when it comes to Christmas decorations. Um, I'm in my first year owning a house in like an actual neighborhood, and so it's my first year experiencing this. Um, the lights have like because it's been super windy and it's super windy again tonight so probably have to do it again have like blown off the hooks like multiple Oof. times Oof. and the last time they did it was during the foot of snow that we got so i'm not i'm not trekking through a foot of snow to go put the lights back up so like half the lights are like hanging down in my house right now um and they're probably just all gonna blow off after this windstorm we're gonna get tonight um so that's the pain also we got these like window clings and they don't stick more than like a couple days. Like they're like mm. coming down like crazy. I find them on the, I find them like we have this uh, Roomba vacuum. You can probably hear it going up, going on upstairs right now. Uh, but it like, it will suck those things up and then it jams Ooh. up the Roomba and it's just, it's, it's terrible experience all around. And then, you're, then you're always comparing your house to your neighbors. Like you I'm to. 30, I'm fairly young. All my neighbors are like in their forties. They've owned their house for a while. Like they know what they're doing when it comes to Christmas decorations. And I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. 
So it's like looking at my house compared to theirs. I'm like, I'm this is not good. I'm getting torched out here. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting judged hardcore. When those people are having dinner, they're like, can you believe the lights at that house across the street? Oh, that you've been a conversation for at least three houses on your street. 100%. Uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, I was driving, I drove through a wealthier neighborhood the other day, and I'm pretty sure there are services that you can purchase that will come put Christmas lights up at your house. And I only say that because I saw like multiple houses with like this same like ball light thing that I've never seen before. So I got to believe there's like one place that like has them and they'll like go hang them for you. And and that's, that's a great business cool. model. That's a great yeah. business model. Yeah, it makes sense. And they do a bunch of other lights. Like I'm sure you can like kind of tell them what you want, whatever. But like but yeah, I guess that's like how the 1% lives and like they just they get their lights done by a service and that's sick. Did your guys' neighbors do like the uh, the lawn thing where they put all like the the lawn decorations out and there's like a billion of them there's like there's like 40 snowmen and like 10 santas an, and like they have a like 45 the, foot olaf yeah or 12 <laughs> baby jesuses like a, a baby yoda with a christmas hat for some reason there you mm-hmm. go yeah no i i know what you're talking about and then and then yeah, windy nights like night come around and just send those things into the floor, and you're just like, oh, like you shouldn't have blown them up tonight. Like that's on you. Or can you imagine being the neighbors, having all having all that light shining, or like all the cars driving through your neighborhood to see this display? Yeah, I don't know, right. Insane. Anyways, I digress. All right, uh, E, what's your number two? All right, I'm back. All right, number two pick. Um, I'm going with um. Uh, family newsletters that you get in the mail <laughs> that are always unnecessarily like over the top braggy and, or like just like yep. just so over exaggerated and like even if they're not it's like 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 I'm glad that Becky got into Harvard like I blacked out on a Wednesday and stole a traffic cone like we're both doing things the difference is I'm not sending <laughs> you a letter about it okay so like like whatever um so yeah i i i hate those the family newsletters from like other families and there's always like especially if they have like three kids or at least three kids there's always like the variety and you can tell there's like the one kid that they really had to think about something to put in that description because they're not doing much it's like oh Oh, cindy's cindy graduated with her mba and she's you know uh you know going to law school next year or she's interning at uh, this law firm or whatever and then joey is uh he's still doing things he's still working at the car dealership and having a good time joe joey just finished his <laughs> senior year with jv basketball he's excited to go to the local college around here we're exci- he's living at home we're excited <laughs> It's like, ah, poor kid just got aired out by the family newsletter. Yep, exactly. And like that kid's always in, like, there's always like probably like four pictures and that kid's only ever in one of them, but the dog manages to make it into three. And he was like, oh, <laughs> poor, poor guy. But yeah, anyways, that's oh, my number two pick, family newsletters. All right, Dom. All right. Um, my next one will be uh, repetitive 
Christmas ads. And and the big thing for me here is it's not necessarily that any of the ads are bad. It's that they are played at such a frequency that even if they were really good, they just become completely unenjoyable. The one that comes to mind is, I, I think it's Target. Shout out to Target, uh, kit sponsor for Minnesota United. Um, where like uh, uh, Kiki Palmer is in it. And, and I have no problem with Kiki Palmer. But like she says like these three things, like these three like sayings in the thing. And just hearing her say it like every five minutes when I'm on YouTube or watching TV or whatever, just over and over and over and over. It's just too much. And they it, hit it, you everywhere, too. That's the thing you just mentioned. Yes. It. It's like before every YouTube video you want to watch, there it is. Like when you're watching football on a Sunday, there it is. And the during the commercial breaks, when you're listening to the when you're listening to Spotify or 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 your radio, yeah. it's right there between. Or songs. even like it's on like, Instagram, the like there'll be like an ad post on like Twitter or Instagram. Even like it's just it's just everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, so that that's that's yeah, that's how they got me. And like and like the car ones, like. Toyota Thon is back and like the Buick Lexit, like the Buick Save a Thon. And then and then the car ads that have the kid excited about like the mid SUV Lexus. It's like, what like what are we doing here? Like that is a 12-year-old girl that's excited about the mid SUV Lexus. Like, even if it's got the movie screen, she'd probably rather have a PS5 than a mid a mid-size <laughs> Lexus. Like, what what are we doing here, guys? Fair point. But um but yeah, no, holiday ads, awful. All right, Dom, snake, uh, snake style here. So you are oh, gotcha. up okay. third. Uh, my third one will be, uh, there's a lot of good Christmas movies out there. There really are. There's a lot that I enjoy anyways. But their reputation is, is consistently ruined by just this mass load of bad Christmas movies that just seem to sprout from every corner of the earth from... Now, now, especially with like streaming services and making their own of, of these movies, it used to just be like Hallmark, Hallmark. yeah, or I'm like not. maybe at ABC Family, whatever. But like now, every single streaming service makes them. So even like Peacock, which I thought only did like just like stuff that was on TV, like even they have Christmas movies. Everyone has Christmas. I'm surprised ESPN Plus doesn't have Christmas movies. They're everywhere. And so many of them are like, you know, they're like Hallmark movies. They're a little on the low budget side and they're, they're fine. They're well-meaning, but they're like not entertaining. They're not good. And there's just so many of them that it, it completely drowns out the good stuff. It's imp- there's probably a Christmas, Christmas movie that came out this season that was great. I'll never find it. I'll never oh, no, find no, no, no. it because there's just too much. I'll, I'll find it 30 years from now. The thing about is. those movies, Dom, is they're, they all have roughly the same plot too. That too. They're basically like the same movie. Overworked and out of touch city girl reluctantly goes back to her rural hometown uh, for Christmas where she falls in love with her uh, high school crush who now is a blue collar whatever worker and he really helps her yeah. rediscover her roots. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, every every Hallmark movie is is almost the same movie. There was one last year where they somehow got NHL licensing and had like New York, like what's the New York team? The Rangers. Rangers, Rangers. They had like a Rangers player moved to like a small town, and like they had like Rangers logos for like like uh, uh, rehab, and it, it was bad as you can imagine. But but it was like wow, Hallmark, we're getting Ranger, we're getting we're getting the NHL on board. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. They're all just terrible. Um, uh, HBO, actually, HBO Max is this year, 8-Bit Christmas. That was okay. That was all right. The Disney, oh, the Disney Plus New Home Alone, terrible. That's what I heard. Oh, I kind of figured so it would be. I oh, haven't yeah, watched it yet. I probably oh, will don't. watch it. I have the lowest expectations of all time for it, so. Also, like, Home Alone, like, both old Home Alone kid and now new Home Alone kid, like, those kids should be in prison. Like, they tried to kill other human beings. Like, like you can't do that. Like, he lit a guy on fire. Like, that that's prison. Like, or Wait, at least the guy was trying to kill him, though. So, I mean. I don't you think know, you can get mess. away with that. Can you get away with that? That's state by state, I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> different, different states have different self-defense If, if laws, anything, so. Kevin McCallister <laughs> is going to court for four oh, years. Probably. Like, that's court, what they yeah. don't show you about Home Alone. It's like that kid is getting just blasted for the next four years of his life. Legally. The legal fees are stacking up. Poor, yeah. like, like, just let him, like, what did they even want from his house? Just let him take it. Like, <laughs> you lost money long-term with the amount of lawyers you're going to have to hire. That, I, that's my take on it. I don't know. But, yeah, that's a great pick. Bad Christmas movies from, like, streaming services. Yeah. Or, like, right. and the thing Eat. is, right, last comment here. Like, the Hallmark ones you kind of know are going to be, like, a touch corny, a touch ridiculous you kind of just you kind of just take that for what it is, but then like when Netflix does it or like Peacock does it, where it's like you weren't trying to like you were trying to make a good movie and you just made a bad movie, you know, and yeah. that's the disappointment. That's what hurts. But um, but yeah, great pick. I, I'm up now. You are. Okay. Um. Okay, I have a lot of movie ones. Um. So I'm not gonna do a movie one. What I am gonna do. Man, I have a lot of good ones. This is tough. Okay, I think this is the best one that I, or one of the better ones I still have. Um, and it's popular, like, pop artists that do not have any Christmas music out. So, like, we know what I'm saying? Yeah, so if they you want, like, like, like oh. Ed Sheeran. Let's just use an example. Ed Sheeran. No, he has like, it. He has Christmas music. Oh, he has one? I didn't know. And I it bangs. It's with Elton John. Super good. Um, oh, I've heard that. Like, yeah. like, I need, like, I need a Dua Lipa Christmas song so bad. Like, that's all <laughs> I need for Christmas. Like, and, because, like, they're all good. Like, they're all good. Like, Taylor Swift, I've been listening to a lot. Good. Uh, Ariana Grande, good. Sway Lee, good. Like you name, like Mariah Carey, like you name it, they're good. There's not a bad one. Even Gucci has multiple Christmas albums. Like he's got another one coming out, East Atlanta Santa. He's like, DMX. R.I.P. Like, yeah. DMX has yeah, a great uh, Christmas. I don't Kanye, know if it's a, just a song or if it's an album, but still good. Kanye's got a good Christmas song. Like so, when pop artists do not have Christmas music. I it is it's like what are what are we even doing here? Like why why are you even an artist if you're not gonna give us this? So so that's that's my pick. Pop artists not having Christmas content available to stream. There you go. All right. My number three is gift giving stress. Now, this really hits after you have kids. So this may be more specific to me in this scenario, 
but like there are so many people to like think of for christmas gifts but then not only do you have to make sure you get them a gift you gotta you gotta know what the heck they want and it's just it's a nightmare it's a nightmare trying to keep it all together and i'm a very unorganized individual as it is so like trying to balance everything i need to do and then also add like buying receiving wrapping and giving all these gifts is a nightmare i hate it no that i love, that's I, I love giving i don't i don't i don't dislike giving gifts it's just the process of like so many different people that i have to like cover my bases on and it's just it's a nightmare okay um yeah no that's a great pick uh that's kind of the advantage of being 22 is like i think generally speaking when you're like and you're 22 people are just happy you showed up you know and they're just like 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 this guy gave me a five dollar like dunkin donuts gift card that he definitely used and the five dollars is all that's left but he gave me something like i'll take that like my mom like it's like wow ethan this is probably the this is just a styrofoam cup that you put a string on and called an ornament but you know what? I'll put it up. Thanks. Like that's the beauty I think I'm I'm in right now. But I'm not I'm not looking forward to even being like I don't know. like I think once you get a real job is when people expect gifts. I'm not I'm not excited mm. for that. Yeah, it's not fun. Great pick. All right. Um. So I will do my fourth then, and it's along the movie theme. But and it also is honestly more specific to being a parent. I think parents will feel this uh, more than anything. Same movies over and over. Now this is sort of a common theme with kids in general. Like they get on a on a kick with movies, and it's the same one over and over. But for some reason in our house, it really ramps up during Christmas time. Like Christmas Chronicles two, I have probably watched the same twenty minute segment of Christmas Chronicles two. 18 times in and, the last week. And Christmas Chronicles 2 was substantially worse than Christmas Chronicles 1. <laughs> Christmas Tell me about it, D. Wait, what is Preach. it? What is it like the the Yule Wolf? The Yule uh, Like what's the wolf? Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, Yule yeah, Wolf? Yeah. yeah. The Yule Wolf. Terrible yes. movie. The one that Awful attacks movie. the reindeer. Yeah. Uh the first one's actually pretty good. I would the kill to watch one. the first one right now. I would kill <laughs> to sit down with my kids. And watch the first Christmas Chronicles front to back instead of the same oh, period of the, the second one. I, and like the weird elven language. That was weird. That was I'm weird. just done, guys. Bad movie. But no, yeah. you, make, you make a great point about the repeating of movies. That's especially in Christmas. And you know what? You turn on the Hallmark channel. That's all it is. It's just a repeating of movies with different titles pretty much. So um, great pick. Thank you. All right. I'm done. Dom, wrap us up with number four. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had something else in mind, but I'm, I'm going to do this instead. I, I guess it came from Ethan's about, uh, about uh, Christmas songs or about artists who don't have Christmas songs. Um, you know, I, I agree with his point. It's obviously really fun when, when, when musicians decide to branch out into that, that genre. But I do have to call out the original horrible pop artist Christmas song, in my opinion, and I would say in any sane person's opinion, which is Paul McCartney's uh, Wonderful Christmas Time. 
uh, and just how disappointing it is every year to hear it over and over again because it's an absolute mess of a song. It's a synth monster that bra- breaks my ears and my brain, and uh, the 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 hook is 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 annoying and repetitive, and it just set a really low bar for the rest of the genre. And I just want to call out Paul McCartney, who of course listens, I'm sure, uh, for for making what I could only describe as a disaster of 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 performance art. I have to say, my opinion on that song is not as strong as yours, Dom. Um, I'm I'm more not a fan of that song than I am a fan. Uh, it's usually a skip, an easy skip for me when I hear it. Uh, but I, I've never heard such a strong opinion on simply having a wonderful Christmas. There's a time. strong internet community that hates this song. I just want. Oh you yeah, know. you guys have a you guys have a closed Facebook group. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> And when you ask to join, you do have to answer questions first. Um, yeah. But but no, yeah, I, I just can't stand it. My, I think the problem is that some people really like it, and so it sticks around in the cycle. It never leaves. And uh, yeah, I, I just can't stand it. So shout out to a, a very talented musician who, in my opinion, made an absolutely terrible song. Let's uh, Let's remind people of our favorite Christmas song, which graphic exists on our Twitter. Uh, mine was Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande great pick by the way banger just a banger of a song oh my goodness anyways yeah dom uh mine was wham's last christmas which by the way i would say is a great example of a song that comes from a vaguely similar time period uses some similar tools but sounds so much better so shout out to wham so mine is care and i just heard this for the first time i think it was last year and I was driving. I remember I was driving in my car, and I the hair all like on the back of my neck just like stood up. I was like, "This is awesome!" And so it became my new favorite Christmas song. It's "Carol the Bells" by the violinist Lindsey Sterling. If you haven't heard this version of "Carol the Bells," go listen to it. It is like it is like a it gets you hyped. Like it needs to be in like some sort of hype video because it it goes. It's amazing. Okay, there's there's our top three, uh, or our favorite Christmas songs. Um, okay, I think I'm last pick here, right? You are. Okay, here we go. My fourth and final pick. And like I said, I have a lot of honorable mentions left to run through. But my last one is going to be um, your favorite NBA team losing their Christmas Day game. Um, I don't know how relatable this is. I don't know how many NBA listeners we have. And to be fair, the T-Wolves have not had a Christmas game in a long time, I don't think. But uh, recently, uh, for me personally, the Raptors made it, or they finally got a Christmas game, and we got, I think we got hammered by the Celtics. And, like, so you, you, you plan your day around watching this game. You, like, shun off your grandma who just wants to spend time with you because it's like, like, no, like, no, like, I'm what, like, this, this is my, this is my gotta Super focus Bowl. up here. Yeah. yeah, this is my Super Bowl right now. Please don't make me do this puzzle, Grandma. Like, please. Um, and then uh and then they lose, and you just have to like you just have to wear that the rest of the day. Like I've, no one else cares. But it's like you just have to go through Christmas then knowing that your favorite NBA team lost and just act like you don't care, even though you do care. Um there is yeah. something partially problematic with putting like highly competitive sports 
on Christmas Day. Cause like yeah. you have like the whole family getting together, everybody's, but then there's always the one guy is like his team is playing right and here. like you can't bother him at all or her because like, and it's also, it's always like a very important, like high quality matchup too. So like it's, it's very meaningful. And so if you have a dog in the fight, it is very, very tough. I remember, I think it was 2000, it was either 2011 or 2012. One of the lockout years where Christmas day was actually the opening day of the season. Um, it was the uh Bulls and the Lakers. Yeah, that's and I was big I was waiting all day for it. And D Rose actually went off on the Lakers, but the Bulls still lost, and I was super disappointed. Like I, I remember when the when the Raptors were in, like like right, like I was waiting for like three years because they were good for a long time. So I, like they deserved the game, they finally got it. Like my whole family, like cousins, everyone, they all went to the movies. For like half the game. So I was sitting alone in the house watching the game. Like it was kind of nice. But at the, same, at the same time, then you're sitting there thinking like, man, I really like I see I see my family like three times a year. And I and they all went to a movie and I'm yeah. sitting here watching the Toronto Raptors. Um, anyways, that was my fourth and final pick. Uh, but OK, yeah. Do you guys got any honorable mentions you want to run through? I do not actually. I only had four and four alone because again, I really like the holidays, so there are only about four things that I dislike. Yeah, I'm okay, in a similar boat. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll run you through mine. You guys can let me know if I should have picked them. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Okay, here we go. First one: people that don't like the movie The Holiday. I was like. It- isn't it like isn't there like a divided group it's like either like you like the holiday or you like love actually and like there's always like a a, i I don't know i don't know i think i don't know all like the holiday is objectively a great christmas movie but at the same time the holiday does kind of suck a little bit like like i'm i'm (laughs) i go like i don't know i go back and forth where I really love the holiday, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, you're telling me Jude law, like that good looking of a man is a brother, the brother. And he just stumbles in while you're just happen to be staying there. Like, come on. That's not how life works. Um, so anyways, the holiday, both, both good and bad. I don't know. I'm torn anyways. Okay. Next one. Christmas movies that make diehard jokes. You know, you know what I'm talking about? How Christmas movies love to pull the classic, like, oh, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, and our two lead, like, loves are going to debate that in a funny way. Mm. It's just, oh, like, yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen yeah. that one too many times. Like, stop doing the Die Hard joke in other Christmas movies. I feel like that's more prevalent in, like, Christmas episodes of TV shows than it maybe that's is true. in Christmas movies. But, yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, that that, yeah. that joke has been beat to death. Yeah, the Die Hard Christmas movie joke across all media needs to stop. Um, okay, next one. Kids that, like, you went to school with that got presents from St. Nick. Like, what is that? Like, December, like, 16th, they get presents or whatever. You know St. Nick, how he comes like before Santa or whatever. He's the guy that puts stuff in your stocking. I'm not familiar with that one. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh, you serious? Okay, Santa so, puts stuff in stockings, as far as I was understanding. And okay, Santa's so, name is actually Saint Nick. They're the same person. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what's confusing about it. But like, so when I was growing up, 
some kids celebrated i maybe i think it was saint nick or like saint nicholas which yeah i thought was santa but like he comes on like i don't know like the 17th or something like he comes before christmas and gives littler presents than like your big ones on christmas and i like those kids suck i like Really, you guys have never heard of. No, I mean it sounds kind of like the Three Wise Men holiday or whatever. But maybe, yeah, I don't know. But I've never heard the same. Did you, uh, did you by chance grow up living near like a cult or what's? uh... Oh, you know what? (laughs) Tom Cruise lived right down the road. Um, no, just kidding. I don't know. Anyways, that was the thing here. I didn't like that. Um, okay, next thing: the scary Grinch movie don't like that still scary to me the jim like, carrey one i think that yeah the jim carrey one don't like that movie too way too scary for me don't like that one that um, movie scared you oh the grinch are you kidding me? i mean he's it, kind it, of a creep it's kind of creepy i guess yeah, creepy it does sure. have like a weird sort of psychedelic strangeness about it yeah see i oh yeah, yeah that movie terrible don't don't like it what about the newer, uh, like the not animated, but like the newer, like computer animated one? You guys have seen? Have you guys seen that one? It came I out like twenty eighteen, I think. Like the full animated one, or no? Yeah, like three D yeah. animated. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's fine. Like, yeah, that one's good. I'm a fan. Okay, next one. So this one's a little collegey, but I'm sure you guys can relate. When you come home and you see how much better your room is, like your parents like changed your room. <laughs> from when you left and it's like a lot better or it's like different i hate that every year i feel like i come home and my room's like marginally improved and it's just like why couldn't we do this when i was here like what's going on um i want the same hellhole i lived in for (laughs) it's just like yeah it's like it's cool that it's better but it's like i want to wait till i left yeah you waited till i left to make it better like one year i came home my bathroom like the bathroom that i used way nicer than when i left and i was like why didn't we do this when i was living here what are we like what's going on or like also same tune like when you come home and like instantly your parents are like oh hey how about you help us with this do you want to do this hey i need this done and hey it's i like, need you to get up at 6 30 tomorrow morning and help me with this thing yeah my daddy used to do that all the time to me yeah it's like maybe like or like yeah and it could be even simple things like hey, you get the garbage out and i just freak out i'm just I, like what are you kidding i just got home like um anyways yeah so that okay another one ig like couples on ig doing christmasy stuff like that just like come on like is am i a touch jealous maybe i don't know but it's still <laughs> just like like, I, I was gonna need, say, it sounds like you're a little petty. Like I don't need to. Like I don't know. Like whatever. But like I didn't need to see that. You suck. Anyway. Uh. Um, next one. The the candy slash cookies that no one wants. You know how like generally there'll be like a big tub of like cookies or like a big a lot of cookies or a lot of like you know things that you just kind of pick at, and then yeah. there's always like the one kind that's left at the end because no one wanted it. Yes. Or like the yeah. candy, or like you have a variety chocolate pack, and there's always the one type of chocolate that, like the raspberry filled, that no one ate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So now some you're like, like well, stuff that's like somebody's like, oh, maybe somebody will like this, but nobody likes it. And then it's just yeah. sitting there, and you're like, well, do I eat it or do I eat nothing? So that one. Um, 
How many of these honorable mentions do you have? I got four left. Um, I told you I was ready. I got a lot of things. Um, Okay. Talking on the phone with like your relative that's not very good at talking on the phone. And like, like you can't, they can't hear you. You're just constantly like, yep. Okay. Yep. And like, you have to like say things like 10 times. And like when you're a kid, it's like, I just don't want to talk to this person right now. Like, I want to go play Lego Indiana Jones, not, like, try to do this. Um, I don't like that. Um, No snow on Christmas, that's always terrible. You know, when you look outside and it's just dead grass, that sucks. Um, Next one. Hot chocolate. It's It's never quite as good as you want it to be, right? Like, it's always good, but you always kind of want it to be a little better. Like, in your head, it's always better than it is. I think my version of that is, like, hot chocolate, when you make it, there's, like, a period where it's great. And then if you don't drink at least half of it in that period, most of what you're going to drink is not going to be fun. Like, it loses the heat and... It's like piping hot, piping hot, piping hot, ready to drink, cold. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very it's, narrow it's, window. Yeah. I would I would argue there's three phases. Like phase one is super hot, where it just tastes like hot water because it's so hot you can't taste it. Then you have the perfect phase where it's like it's warm but you taste the chocolate, and then you have the third phase which is cold. And yeah. so you just have the narrowest window to enjoy this hot chocolate. Definitely correct. Last one, candy canes. Hmm. Those suck. Candy canes That is a yeah. very overrated. Christmas they candy. suck. Candy canes are they're the, terrible. They're the candy corn of Christmas. And hey, candy corn. I kind of like candy corn. Okay, maybe maybe I uh, maybe I uh, made some enemies with that one. I actually anyway. do have an honorable mention um, yeah, that actually just popped in my head. Uh, so when you go back, and you're probably in this situation, when you go back home for Christmas, having the same conversation over and over again. Hey, yep. what are you up to? What's what's how's life? How's you know if you're in college, it's like oh hey, how are your classes? How are you doing in school? Or if you're like a professional, it's like oh how's your job? Or like oh heard you did this. Like tell me about that. And it's like I've just told six different people in the last forty five minutes the same exact thing. But like, I guess we'll grandma, do this again, Grandma. I just podcasted about this. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> like if you want, if you want to listen, if you want to hear about me, listen. Look, I'll send you the link to our smash Spotify. that subscribe button. Yeah, geez, grandma. If you listened, you would know. Just kidding. I don't All I don't right. say that. I don't say that. All right. That's a good pick. Well, I think that's where we will end things this week. Merry uh, Christmas, everybody. Yeah, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Enjoy it. Um we will not be back before uh before Christmas Day. We won't be releasing an episode on Christmas Eve. So enjoy it. We will and uh, we'll be back in better than ever after the holidays, um, the week of New Year's Eve. I think I think New Year's Eve will probably be the day that we drop our next episode. So we're going to drop on, an episode on the thirty first. I mean, that's the Friday. We drop on Fridays. We got to stay consistent. Say, like we're not going to record on the thirty first. Well, I'm just saying. I'm I'm I will put that out there right now. Our least listened to episode will be. The 31st, 2021, December 31st. We'll just Maybe push we'll it more the week early. Maybe we'll drop it a day early. Oh, yeah, we could drop it a day early. Yeah, I, I just love the idea that, like, families are driving to, 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 like, Grandma's house for New Year's, and they're like, 
hey, should we pop bomb the 10K <laughs> pod? Like, and everyone's like, yes, like, oh, like you're get it on that pre- get it on that pregame playlist for when you're yeah, you, uh, when you're going yeah, out for New Year's Eve. Yeah, you, you, yeah, your 12 year old kid has the option of watching Christmas Chronicles two on the minivan screen or listening to the 10K <laughs> pod. I think I know which one they're taking. Fine, maybe we'll drop it a day early. We'll see. Anyways uh we appreciate it guys thank you so much um you know it's been an awesome year for 10k um can't thank you enough for all the support and uh we'll be back after the holidays with brand new content for y'all for dominic jose bazonio chief good vibes officer ethan brant i'm jeremy rushing thank you guys so much we'll catch you next time on 10,000 pitches bye everyone have a good weekend